And then he began to speak, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all manner of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to the entire house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of the letter shall pass from the law until all is accomplished." Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and whoever teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You've heard it said... That it was, you've heard that it was said in those ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you're angry with a brother or sister, you are liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you're offering your gift at the altar... If you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister and then come offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you're on the way to court with him or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you'll be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the very last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, 
tear it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one of your members than your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one of your members than the whole body go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you've heard it said that it, in those ancient times you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you've made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is God's footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair black or white. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. You've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. If anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other one also. And if anyone wants to sue you, take your coat and give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, you go also the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you. And do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound the trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, and that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not pray like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut your door and pray to your Father who is in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases like the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask it. Pray then in this way, our Father in heaven, 
hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to a time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they love to disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moss nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. So I tell you, do not worry. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap and they do not gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith. Therefore do not worry. Do not say, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows what you need, knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and God's righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Do not judge so that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you make, you will be judged, and the measure you give will be the measure you get. 
Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye but do not notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, let me take that speck out of your eye while this log is in my own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Do not give what is holy to dogs. Do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them underfoot and turn and maul you. Ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there any among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if the child asks for a fish, will you give a snake? If then... You who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask? In everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction. And there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow, and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit, and the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will know them by their fruits. And not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the ones, the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do deeds of power in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on a rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like the foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Now when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. And all the people said, well, that'll preach. You have just heard the full Sermon on the Mount. It is highly likely 
that Jesus did not stand there and say all of that at one time. Some commentators say it was a compilation of everything he, has, he had taught, and the writers put it together in this grand sermon on the mount. Some scholars say it was probably a condensation of everything that he had said, a condensing of it to bring together just the meat of it. I'd be interested. They only heard him for three years. After 16 years, could you write my sermon for me? I hope you could. Because as we've said before, there's really nothing new to say every week. We just get up and say the same thing over and over, and you just come back and listen to it over and over. My one story. When I, and I've told it before, but if you're new, you get it fresh hearing. When I was in the Holy Land and standing at the traditional site where this sermon was preached, overlooking the Sea of Galilee, it is a grand scene. And our professor just opened Matthew 5 and started reading. My father had just died a few months before, and the professor read, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And tears started pouring down my face. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And tears just poured as he continued to read. And Michael, you see the pastor of College Park in Greensboro, who is crazy, walked up behind me and whispered in my ear as he is reading the Sermon on the Mount. And he said, toward the end of the Beatitudes, Michael whispered in my ear, did he say, blessed are the cheesemakers? <laughs> From Monty Python's movie. And I busted out laughing. And there I, and he had no idea I was crying. When I turned around to him and all my mascara is down to here, he was so taken aback. And I was laughing and crying and laughing and crying in this holiest of places. And all of a sudden, the Sermon on the Mount came to life to me. Blessed are those who mourn. It hurts still 12 years later. But the memory of my father can make me laugh harder than anything I know. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. If you hear nothing else in the Sermon on the Mount, that's enough. For if you have ever truly mourned, you know that deep need for comfort. So this Lenten season, we were going to do something on women's issues and Esther we're not going to do that. We'll do that another time. We're not ready for that. So we're going to do the Sermon on the Mount. And we're going to walk our way through it all the Sundays of Lent. Because that'll preach. May it be so. Amen.